Hey, Faith Now family, this is Cherish again, and I am so pumped about today's episode. Last week, Pastor Toby talked about building our life on the right foundation, making sure our foundation is firm and strong for this new year, and I think that is so important. So today, Pastor Toby is bringing a new message on faith, faith that works when life doesn't. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Thank you again for tuning in today. Here's Pastor Toby. A faith that works when life doesn't. By troubles. A faith that isn't troubled by troubles. Anyone ever been through tough times? Anyone going through tough times right now? Do you know someone who's going through a tough time? Well, tough times don't last. Tough people do. (laughs) You ever heard that one before? Well, I'll tell you what, I need more than that. (laughs) I need more than that little catchphrase. I need to know how. I need to know the how to get through the tough times. And there's a book in the Bible that I believe is especially relevant to our situations today. It's called the book of James. It was written by the half-brother of Jesus. He grew up in the same Nazarene home with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a very short book. At the end of the New Testament, it's only five chapters long, 108 verses. But it is jam-packed with practical advice for people in a crisis. And it covers every possible emotion that you could be feeling. And it gives us some principles from the Bible for living through difficult days and difficult seasons. A faith that works when life doesn't. Because that's what the book of James is all about. It tells us what to remember. It tells us what to feel, what to be, what to do when you're in a difficult place and under stress. James chapter 1 verse 1 says, This is a letter from James, a servant of God in the Lord Jesus Christ, to all of God's people who have been scattered everywhere in the world. Greetings. Now why were they scattered? Well, because they were running for their lives. Their lives had been turned upside down. And so James writes this letter. It's a short letter to encourage them and explains the kind of faith that we need, the kind of faith that works when life doesn't. And he begins with the attitudes that we need to make a part of our lives in tough times. So let me read it to you. James, a servant of God and Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy. Consider, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, that whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces, produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe. You must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea. And they're blown and tossed by the wind. And that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now let's break that down. In this passage that I just read to you, the key word of what I just read is really the word consider. Or You could interpret it, realize. He said, when you realize certain things, you're going to have a whole lot better handle on the problems that you're going through. Now, listen to me very closely. Your success in handling the stress and the strain of life is going to be determined by the attitude 
the attitude or what you consider or realize. Your how you handle stress will be determined by what you realize, by what you know, and what you remember. The clearer your perspective is, the more stable, the more strong you're going to be when the heat is on. You see, perspective feeds your faith, and faith gives you confidence. Now, when James starts this book, he doesn't waste any words. He <laughs> says immediately, gets started with the teaching and gives us four truths to remember about troubles. And and um, you may want to remember these. You may want to write these down. You may want to take note of these. The first one is James says that troubles are inevitable. We're going to get to a few of these. We may not get them all covered today in this podcast, but we're going to get to a few of them anyway. And that is troubles are inevitable. It's the first part of verse 2. He says, whenever you face trials of many kinds, whenever, not if, ever, but whenever. So we're going to face troubles in our life. Even our Lord had troubles in his life. So what makes us think we're going to escape that? He's just saying, count on it. You're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some difficult days. And James wasn't the first person to say that. Jesus himself said it. He said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Nobody, nobody is immune. There's no vaccine for troubles. There's no antibodies for troubles. Nobody is insulated, nobody is isolated, nobody is exempt from trouble. So he says troubles are inevitable. And number two, the second thing James says is that troubles are not only inevitable, but he says troubles are variable. They're variable. So what does that mean? That means that they're not all alike. They're not all alike. They're diverse. They're different for all of us. There's a trial that is tailor-made for you and a trial that's different and tailor-made for me. And we just know this from experience. Trouble comes in all shapes and sizes. They come in 31 different flavors. Um, The second part of the verse, in verse 2, James says, So whenever you face trials of many kinds, all kinds, when that's inevitable, all kinds, that's the variable, when you face all kinds of troubles in your life, Greek word literally meaning multicolored trials, means many, many shades, and and they're they're variable. They're multicolored. They're multifaceted. Troubles vary in their intensity. In other words, how painful they are. Troubles vary in frequency, how often they come. Troubles vary in duration, how long they last. And so we need to understand that, and we need to realize that. We need to consider that. The third thing that James says is these guys' troubles are unpredictable. See, it'd be a lot easier probably for us to handle if we knew when the problem was coming, and we could prepare ourselves for that. We could pray for that day and be prepared. But that's not how troubles happen, is it? No, they're unpredictable. They just usually catch us by surprise, and, and they don't give us any warning in advance, and usually they come at the worst possible time. They just show up when you least expect it. I mean, you have, have you noticed that trouble seems to come right at the most inopportune time? I mean, you didn't plan for it. And you're like thinking, oh, no, not now. You know, you'll get a flat tire when you're running late. You're, you know, your little baby will throw up all over your clothes when you're headed to go somewhere. And I mean, what makes a problem a problem is they often catch us off guard. And it's when we least expect it. It's when we're unprepared for it. It's when it's inconvenient. And you know, as well as I do, you can't schedule your troubles. And it says, well, I'll make time for this trouble on Tuesday. Well, you can't predict it. You can't anticipate that. Just going to have troubles in your life. The word trial that's used here in the Greek, the word parosmos, it literally means pirate. That's where we get our word pirate. A pirate ambushes you when you fall into unexpected difficulties and trouble. It's the exact word used in the story of the Good Samaritan when the Good Samaritan, the victim, you know, was beaten up by robbers and the Good Samaritan story, he falls into a 
the, uh, in a band of robbers. And, you know, in other words, by accident, without anticipating it, he just falls into this problem, the Good Samaritan does. And so troubles are going to happen to you in your life unexpectedly. They're going to ambush you, just like a pirate. But there is good news. And that's why you're listening to the podcast today. And I want to encourage you with this good news. James says that troubles are purposeful. They're purposeful. In other words, this is the good news. There is a purpose behind your problem. James 1.3 says, realize that these troubles come to produce. And I repeated several key verses and words and verses I read earlier. And produce was one of those key phrases or key words. Produce. They're productive. They come to produce in you. What he is saying is they're variable, they're unpredictable. You can't figure them out, but they're productive. Troubles can be very productive. He's saying that these things can accomplish something good in your life. The stress, the suffering can have value in our lives if we have the right perspective. My problems have a greater purpose, and my purpose in the pain, my purpose in the problem is always greater and bigger than what I'm going through. How in the world... Has God used difficulties for good in our lives? Because Jesus is saying that God is saying that God uses difficulties for good in our lives. Well, number one, troubles, you know, they test, they test our faith. Troubles test our faith. James 1 and 3 say they come to test your faith. The faith is like a muscle, and the only way the muscle can grow is to have it stretched and to have it strengthened. And so... Um, you have to put pressure on it. You have to put weight on it. And the way you strengthen your character is it grows. You have to have your faith tested. It has to be stretched. You have to put weight on it like you have to put weight on a muscle. So the word testing here is usually the term used for refining metals. And in refining metals, you have to burn off the impurities. So what you do is you take gold and you take silver and you heat it to an extreme heat. And when it melts, listen, when the gold and silver is melted in extreme heat, it burns off all the impurities. And then you're just left with what's pure gold or you're left with what's pure silver. So right now, the heat may be on in your life. You may have lost your job. You may have all kinds of, of problems. The classic example of when the heat is on and testing of the faith is certainly in the story of Job. His faith was tested in many, many ways, and yet the end, he came out pure, and God restored him double for what he had lost, and he had gotten through all of that and came out so much better. Sometimes what we think is bad is actually preparing us for something that's better. What we think is bad is actually preparing us for what is good. The first things that troubles do, the first purpose of troubles is they test my faith, and those troubles will develop my endurance. Troubles develop my endurance. Now, notice it says there, troubles develop endurance. I like that old English word for this. It's the word steadfastness. Steadfastness. What is steadfastness? What is perseverance? What is endurance? It is simply staying power. That's what it is. Staying power. Literally, the ability to handle pressure, the ability to keep hanging on and hanging in there, even when things go bad. And this is the quality that is in short supply in our culture right now. Most people give up too soon. They just give up too soon. They haven't learned steadfastness. They haven't learned perseverance. They haven't learned endurance. 
And one of the things God wants to teach us when things don't go right is teach us endurance. He wants to produce endurance or steadfastness in our lives. When you're going through hell, what do you do? You keep going. When you go through hell, you don't stop there. You, you don't stay there. You don't spend the rest of your life there. When you're going through hell, what do you do? You just keep walking. You put one foot in front of the other. So how does God want us to respond to trouble? The crisis, well, James chapter 1 gives us the answers. Gives us the answers that are radical and very countercultural to what we live in today. They're radical, but they're the right response. They may surprise you, but they are the right response when troubles come into your life. And it's a faith that will work when life doesn't. James talks about how we should rejoice knowing that God can use it. That we should rejoice during difficult times knowing that God can use it. So that's the first thing you do when troubles come. You just rejoice knowing that God can use it. Now, God can use anything you give him, even troubles. Even troubles that other people create that are meant to harm you. He can use that. Now, I want you to understand, it doesn't say rejoice because you're having difficulties. We're not, something bad happens, you're not rejoicing because it's bad. That's not what it's, it's a rejoicing knowing that God can use it. That's what you're rejoicing in. You're not rejoicing in the difficulty or you're not rejoicing in what happened. You're rejoicing in the fact that you know God can use this. You, you remember Joseph. Joseph was a guy who said, you meant it to harm me, but God meant it for good over in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face difficulties. I mean, in James 1 and 2, my friends, when you have many kinds of troubles and trials, you should be full of joy. Now, again, don't misunderstand that. He's not saying deny reality. He's not saying pretend there's no problem. He's not saying fake it till you make it. He's not saying any of that. He's not saying put on a plastic smile and wear a mask and be Pollyanna. And, then, you know, listen, we that's not what it's saying at all. No, no, no. Listen, he's not saying that at all. When he says you should be joyful, joyful. He's not saying, oh, boy, I get to suffer. Whoopee. No, you're not meant to be a martyr. Don't have a martyr complex. Oh, I feel so spiritual because I feel so bad. That's not what God is saying. A lot of people mess that up and, and don't get the real message of what God's saying. We don't rejoice for the trouble, but we still can rejoice during the trouble because of what we know is true. And what do we know that is true? We know that God sees and cares about everything we're going through. We know that we're never alone and that God is with us, and we know that God will give us strength if we trust him. But the greatest comfort of all, when you're going through troubles, when you're going through pain, when you're going through difficulties, the greatest comfort of all may be in Romans 8, 28, one of the greatest verses in the Bible that God has promised to bring good out of bad for us. We know that in everything, in everything, God works for the good of those who love him. So he's saying that when you and I are in a tough time, joy is a choice. It's your choice to rejoice. It's your choice to rejoice. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on uh, on what we know. Uh, it's, it's based on our faith. It's based on what we know, and it's based on our faith. We know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him. It's a choice to rejoice. That's the choice of the will, and it's a decision. So today I will, I, I will choose to rejoice in God. I will, choice, I will choose to rejoice in God. I'm not rejoicing for my problem. 
I mean, that would be cray-cray up in the hay-hay. I'm rejoicing that God will use it for good in my life. So no matter what I'm going through, I know he'll use it for good. I rejoice knowing that God will use it in my life. And you know what that does? You know what that does? It freaks the devil out. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. A faith that works when life doesn't. Hey, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Join us this weekend at 9 for our traditional service or at 1030 for our contemporary service. Love to see you this weekend. And don't forget, you can join us for Faith Church Online as we live stream every Sunday at 1030. Uh, several platforms you can use, our website or Facebook or any of your podcast platforms. And you can catch us online in our live stream broadcast each weekend at 1030. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Stay strong. Faith strong.